Our Father, who art in heaven. Hello. Uh, please, I'm I'm praying. Oh, <laughs> oops. <clears throat> Our Father, who art in heaven. Hello, I'm here. Uh, could you please wait till I'm done? Sorry, it's just that you called me. I did. Hello, you said, our Father who art in heaven. That would be me. And the where I art part? Oh. Oh, no, 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 no. I was just reciting the Lord's Prayer. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I was just answering. Huh? So go ahead, I'm listening. Uh, okay. Sure. Um, <clears throat> Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You really think so? Think what? That my name's hallowed. 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 Yeah, you know, holy. Do you respect my name, I mean? Well, yeah, I guess. Ooh, did you yesterday when you were on your way to work and got behind that really slow bus? Uh, yeah, that. Um, <clears throat> hey, I did not mean what I said. It was one of those, uh, what, what do you call it, you know, an expla... Um, Expletive? So, yeah. how would you like it if everybody went around shouting, Oh my, Kathy, every time they got stopped in traffic? Um, right. Sorry. I forgive you. Look, Lord, no offense, but... This is going to take, like, forever if you keep interrupting. And that would be bad. What? Talking with me. Like, forever. Well, no, I... Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I ever thought about it before. Ah, uh, well, do. Because it might happen. Oh. Go ahead. Keep going. Okay. Um... Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Whoa. Are you sure you want all that? Oh, what? My kingdom coming and my will be done. Oh, well, actually, I kind of like that uh, on earth as it is in heaven part. We could use a little more heaven around here. So do something about it. What? Me? You want my will to be done. Who did you expect to do it? Well, Lord, I sort of, you know, kind of thought since it's your kingdom <laughs> that, Can't you Can't know, have a kingdom without subjects. Oh, well, yeah, I guess you're right. It's not hard. All you have to do is love me with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your mind, and love your neighbors as yourself. Oh, brother! Him too. Oh, For the next uh, couple uh, weeks, we'll be exploring this conversation uh, together, uh, both uh, in, in that way and uh, in others, as we look at the model for our conversation with God that Jesus uh, gave to us, that we commonly call 
the, the Lord's Prayer. Now, the, uh, the passage that we're going to focus on and what we'll, the version of the Lord's Prayer we'll look at is in Matthew chapter 6. I want you to go ahead and, and, and turn there. It's uh, 787 in your pew Bible. And then also, let's just look at Luke chapter 11. That's 845 in your pew Bible. Sort of put a finger in both places before we uh, pray together and before we uh, read the Matthew passage. Just take a look. It's interesting, at least to me, so humor me, to see the two places that the Gospels record Jesus sharing this model prayer. Look at the context. Two, uh, for the Matthew passage, we're in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. I mean, this is Jesus' uh, Magna Carta. You know, this is his, the, the greatest teaching sermon of, of all time. And right in the middle of it, what Jesus is addressing is our piety, our religious actions, religious habits, almsgiving, you know, when we make our offerings, our prayers, and fasting. And in the middle of that, he then speaks to the disciples, this is the way that you pray. In Luke uh, chapter 11, it's a situation where he is away by himself praying, which he does regularly. And as he gets up, one of the disciples asks him, hey, Lord, will you teach us how to pray? Just like John was teaching his disciples how to pray, to which Jesus then responded, with a little shorter, truncated version of the same model prayer. I wish, it's the only time that we have this recorded, that the disciples asked this pointed of a question. I'm sure they asked at other times, but it's never recorded for us. And it's interesting to me that this is the only time that we have recorded that, that Jesus' followers asked Him a pointed question, teach us to do this. Didn't teach him. They never asked or it wasn't recorded that he ever taught them specifically how to organize a church, how to lead a worship service, how to share the gospel even. But at the heart, the very foundation of doing all those things and simply following Jesus is our prayer life, our conversation with our Creator. Also, during the course of the next uh, five weeks, I hope you'll make use of the prayer journal that uh, you received or should have received. If you didn't, you can get one on your, your way out. And because my, my hope is that we'll all, in our own individual relationship with God, in our own individual personalities, uh, own understanding, we will take this model prayer and put it into our own words. I mean, just as this is the Lord's Prayer, maybe more aptly titled the Disciples' Prayer, that this journal could be Drew's Prayer, Joe's Prayer, Susan's Prayer, your prayer. That it would be, over the course of the next five weeks, taking these words from the mouth of Jesus, from the history of the church, and making them yours for today. Before we read the, the passage, 
Let's uh, pray together and let's pray using the prayer that Jesus taught us, which is on the back of that journal. Let's pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Hear the word of the Lord. Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to begin with verse 7 and go through verse 10. When you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. For your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven... Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A couple things, just from the, even the immediate context. That God doesn't hear our words, but He hears our heart. Understand with prayer, and what I love that we have two sort of, they're obviously, I mean, mo- mostly they're the same, but the, the, some of the words are different between G- what Matthew records and what Luke records. And what that's telling us is that the words aren't magic, but it's as the words guide our hearts that they are powerful. That in conversation with God, which is what prayer is, God doesn't hear some words that we put. He's he's not fooled. We don't pull the wool over God's eyes. I mean, God knows. Knows what we feel better than we do. So we might as well just put aside all the self-justification in our conversation with God and just be blatantly honest. Because we're not telling God something God doesn't know. And what this prayer is helping us do is to guide our conversation with God to focus on what is absolutely essential and primary. His first words in this in his model prayer, in the model of conversation, is what we call God. Our Father. Now let me take just a moment to, to speak to something that, you know, for the most part, I don't know that any of, many of you care about, but some will deeply, and it's certainly real prominent in theological circles, and that's masculine name for God. Calling God Father. Now, for, I'm sure, in a room this size, there's every response in here. Some like, oh, here we go again. And others saying, oh, thank you for mentioning that. Because for some, the word Father 
in a group this size, there will be some here for the word, that the word Father is not, does not communicate what Jesus wants to communicate here. For some, there will be a relationship with your earthly father that was abusive, that does not provide an opportunity of building trust and comfort and peace and support. And that's what Jesus is trying to get at. Jesus doesn't mean, and the biblical language of using father has nothing to do with gender, but it has everything to do with relationship. How God the Son relates to God the Father. And how in the perfectly heavenly model that our relationship with our heavenly Father is one that is to have intimacy and support and comfort and peace. And for those whose earthly father did not provide that model, what Jesus wants to provide in His own life and ministry is a corrective. To say our heavenly Father does provide that place of peace and comfort. That place of trust and honesty. That place of safe intimacy. That place where we can call the creator of the universe, Daddy. And run to His loving embrace. This is a safe place for all of us to come together. Because you'll notice, He doesn't say, My Father. Say, My Father with me. But He says, Our Father. And I've regularly realized that the Our Father is one that's corporate, that we join with every human being who seeks to follow Jesus Christ, who calls Jesus Lord, as imperfect as we all are in calling Jesus Lord. I mean, nobody calls Jesus Lord perfectly. So we all do it imperfectly. But we all gather together. It's like those Verizon commercials. You know? You know, where the, the support guy is there and he's got helicopters behind him and hundreds and hundreds of technical, technical people saying, you know, we're with you on this phone call. Great commercial. And a great picture of, of prayer. But we gather um, with brothers and sisters around the world in Jesus Christ. I, don't, don't, I saw Monique earlier today, who's Acha's grandmother, who is a, a member and a leader in the church, in the Presbyterian Church in Cameroon. But we join with her every time that we pray. And we join with our brothers and sisters in Christ who have different political leanings, who have different beliefs on extremely important and significant social issues. We gather together with those who are seeking to follow Jesus Christ, to call Him Lord, no matter what else they believe. We join with them in calling our Creator our Daddy. 
Now, Jesus probably used the term Abba, which was Aramaic, which was the language that he spoke. The New Testament is written in Greek. But throughout the early church, the first couple hundred years, they all spoke Greek except for that one word, Abba. They, they carried that through because it was so significant, because it was so earth-shattering to call God Daddy with all our brothers and sisters in Christ. But it's not only that the hour is me and you and everybody else that calls Jesus, that, that calls Jesus Lord. It's also Jesus saying our. He didn't say y'alls. And he could have. He was from southern Nazareth. But he didn't. He didn't say y'alls. He said our. So as to say to the disciples next to him, Hey, come here. Come here. This is our God. We have access to the throne room of the Creator because we are hand in hand, arm in arm with God the Son. It's with Him that we join before the Creator of the universe and call Him Daddy. Paul said it well in Ephesians 3, 11 and 12. He said, Christ Jesus our Lord, in Christ Jesus our Lord, we have access to God in boldness and confidence through faith in Him. We are adopted as brothers and sisters made children of God through Jesus, our brother. So whenever we come in prayer, we're not alone. We're with one another and we are kneeling with Jesus. Remember a few years back, this is a number of years ago now, um, I think I was in middle school, maybe... Yeah, it was middle school. I think it was eighth grade. Up at Wald Park. Place, baseball, uh, swimming pool place where a lot of folks would hang out. And um, this black Cadillac drove up. And Christy Allen, who was a friend of mine, said, Come on, that's Mrs. Pritchard. Oh, my knees started to shake. Because I was sort of hanging out some with this other girl whose last name was Pritchard. And I'd never met Mrs. Pritchard. And at that time, this black Cadillac, Mrs. Pritchard, never met her, sort of ominous for an eighth grade boy. And Christy says, oh, come on, she's nice. You know, she's a little different, but she's really nice. You'll really like her. She's really funny. So come on. And so Christy grabbed me, drugged me over to the car window Said, I, you know, I know her, I've talked with her a whole bunch, so come on. And sat there and this painted smile on my face as the window went down. And, and then Christy introduced me and, and we had a wonderful conversation with a woman who eventually became my mother-in-law. How Jesus does even more for us. Come on, I know Him. I know He's good He's, he's wonderful. He's, he's your daddy. He's your heavenly father. He is our heavenly father. Every time that we come in prayer, it is that intimacy, that trust, that safe place.
place that we come and pour out our heart. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be that name, be thy name. In eight words, nine words, he's now gone from this intimate trust, laying our heart before him, to then the creator of the universe beyond our ability to even comprehend the one who is holy and pure who if we just come into his presence we are consumed by fire because of our sin and his holiness what theologians call the the eminence of god that God is with us, that, that God is, is intimate with us and within us and wanting to know us face to face. And yet also the transcendence of God, the totally otherness of God, that God is mighty and powerful and great and holy. I mean, it's this first commandment kind of stuff. You know, have no God besides me. This is greatest commandment kind of stuff. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Make that first. God is what you're about. God is first. God is greatest. And we aren't. We are born idolaters. Here's what a theologian said that I read recently as he summarized this this first petition. And it's important to recognize this is a petition. It's not a statement. It's not your name is hallowed. It's make your name hallowed. It's it's God make your name hallowed. Make it hallowed in me, in us, us being the church. That's an important thing here. A real important thing, I'll get to what the theologian wrote in a minute, but a real important thing that this prayer is about us, us brothers and sisters in Christ. This is not a prayer of God, will you make your name hallowed in Hermon over there, in, in those heathens over there? Will you make those people? No, this is a prayer, Lord, make us. So that we hallow your name, so that we glorify you. Because it is not in our, it is not how we are formed in this world to hallow you. That's what the theologian said. We should wish God to have the honor he deserves. Men and women should never speak or think of him without the highest reverence. To this is opposed the profanity that has always been too common and even today is abroad in the world. Hence the need of this petition, which ought to have been superfluous if even a little godliness existed among us. That was written by John Calvin 450 years ago. Probably thought it was written yesterday, huh? Which goes to say that this, this is part of the human problem. We don't live in any worse day to day than there was 400 years ago, 1,000 years ago, 1,500 years ago. The, the problem is still the problem. That we focus on ourselves instead of focusing on God. And Jesus in His model conversation with God is saying, listen, you've got to focus on your Creator. The first three petitions are about you submitting yourself, surrendering to your loving Heavenly Father. 
God is first and we aren't. And that's what we're crying out for God to do in us. And I know for me, this is the hardest part of prayer. You know, that part of adoration. You know, that's where my vocabulary just goes off in a hurry. But that part about petition, where it's about me, about what I want, or about other people, that can go on forever. When, whenever I'm in a group that's being led in prayer, or if I'm leading a group in prayer, and we say, all right, for the f- first part of this time, let's join in, pray whenever you want to, and we're simply going to adore God. This is going to be a time of adoration and prayer. And it's usually in that time that we have the longest amount of silence and the shortest amount of words. That's why we need help. That's why Jesus is telling us, ask for God's help at doing this at the beginning. Ask for God to do God's work in you so that you rightly know who He is, so that you are continually growing in understanding the magnificence of the one to whom you're talking. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The next two petitions. Make your name hallowed. Bring your kingdom. Let your plans be accomplished here. This is not something we can do on our own. This is not... We do not have the capability to walk with God, to to follow Christ. We do not have the capability in ourselves. This is not something, okay, read this, now go do it. Go try harder. Study more. Go do better. Now this is simple surrender. Just pulling ourselves open and falling down at the feet of our Creator. You got to do it, God. Because we don't have the capability to do it within us. The, the best action we can take, the primary action we can make, is to pray. Is to, to beseech God to do it in us. We do not come to God to ask God to bless our plans. We do not come to God to ask God to bless our plans. We come to God to ask God to bless us with His plans and the capability to do them. Prayer is the very foundation. It is the very framework of our, our life in Christ. It is our primary action. And which is why I'm so excited. There are all the prayer classes that Chappie mentioned going on on Sunday. A prayer class that's going to start up in a couple of weeks on Wednesday night. And the number of prayer opportunities on Sunday morning, on Tuesday night as we pray for our community, on morning office, every morning here. And all other kinds of opportunities for prayer because we recognize that that is where we must start and where we must continue. I believe it was Thomas Merton that said, in prayer there is nothing but a beginner. We never accomplish 
We never become advanced prayers. We come before God asking God to do God's plans. Surrendering ourselves to His love. Change us, God, so that we will do Your will. Interesting that in, especially in the, the Luke passage, in the, some of the later manuscripts of the New Testament, scribes had, had added a line. It's not in the earliest um, manuscript. You know, there are thousands of manuscripts of the New Testament. So, in some of the older ones, scribes started adding a line because they understood what Jesus was getting us to say here. And the line that they added was, May your Holy Spirit come upon us and cleanse us. They, they recognized that these three petitions were crucial, that God had to do the work in us. I had a good friend who uh, worked for a few years, in and out, right out of high school and in and out of college, short of his, he was trying to find himself. He worked as a metal sheet worker. And he worked in Manhattan, in New York City, in that area. And he worked on all kinds of buildings. Never knew what building he was working on at the time. I mean, he just had his little set of plans that were given to him from the, the master architect. He saw what he had to do with his basic sheet metal, and, and he did it. Never knowing what was going to happen to it or where it was going or anything until the building was complete. And... He saw it. So he worked on little buildings, one-story post offices, and eventually found out that he had worked on the World Trade Center, one of the modern marbles of human creation. But he simply carried out the part of the plan that he was to carry out. How much more so do we? working on one of the supernatural marvels of God's kingdom. And we participate in that. Each one of us as we surrender to God's plans and carry them out. Jesus is leading us in our model conversation before our Heavenly Father to, to revere to be awestruck by His power and to surrender to His love. Now, again, I hope as the folks get ready for the offering and music and that kind of stuff, hope that uh, you will use the prayer journal, which I had up here. Well, you, you've got them. Um, I hope you will use, again, as I said, use that prayer journal to make these words your own. To put these, this model that Jesus has given us, make it your own. And, and I promise, sometime in the next five weeks, I will share with you a, a way that I don't know, you, you can decide if, if God led me or somebody else led me, to, to put, now I use this term very loosely, okay, to make a dance out of the Lord's Prayer. Now again, that's a very loose term, so don't get too excited. But sometime in the next five weeks, 
I will share with you the basic dance that helps me that I use at least in some part or form every time, well, not every time, but often when I say the Lord's Prayer so that it becomes mine, so that it's not just words in my head, but even affects the, the use my whole body. I mean, it makes me put my whole body into it. So, I'm not going to tell you when, but sometime I'll share that uh, with you. And I pray that you will make these words your own and let the Spirit lead you into the dance He has for you. Amen.